It's time for us to begin this morning. I will enter his gates with thanksgiving in my together 578 578 we're here to praise the Lord this morning Step by step.
please. Almighty God, we humbly bow before you. We bow before your power. We bow before your love, which is immense. And Father, we just thank you so much for all the blessings you shower on us every day of our life. And we thank you for the ultimate blessing when you sent your son Jesus to live the perfect life, to record teachings that we could live our life by, and then to die a horrible death for our sins when he was pure. What a blessing that was, Father. Father, we have many of our number who are dealing with health problems and we need your healing hand. The doctors are still practicing medicine, but we know you can heal us, Father, and we ask that you do that. And Father, we have many who are traveling in this cold weather all over this country in terrible conditions. Be with them, keep them safe. And Father, we ask you to please bless all of our first responders. We need them, and when we need them, it's desperate. Father, as we go through this service now, we ask you to clear our mind of the cares and problems of the world and let us concentrate on you and your son, Jesus. And it's in Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen. Help prepare our minds to take the Lord's Supper. We're going to sing number 324. 
morning I want to read from Matthew chapter 26, uh, starting at verse 26, to help get our minds and hearts ready for the Lord's Supper. And it reads, Now while they were eating, Jesus took some bread, and after a blessing, he broke it and gave it to his disciples. And he said, Take, eat, this is my body. <clears throat> and when he had taken a cup and given thanks, he gave it to them, said, Drink of it, all of you. For this is my blood of the covenant, which is being poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. With that, let's go in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we approach your throne grateful that you sent your son, the sacrifice that was made on behalf of, our, for, on behalf of us for our sins that we, we have committed and that we will commit. Father, we're, we're grateful for this, this awesome demonstration of love that you have shown us and part of your plan that went through and dealt with the fact that we knew we would need this and it would make us all better people. We ask that you be with us as we partake of this bread. In Jesus' name, amen. Let us give thanks for the cup. Father, we again approach your throne, thankful for the blood that was, was spilled on our behalf to wash away the sins that, that we have committed. And Father, that gives us the opportunity to stand in glory with you, not within our own glory, but in the glory of your Son. The, the gift that was given to us, allow us to understand what that was, what that, why that is so important for us and how it will benefit us and that we can take that example of love and let others see it through our actions. We ask these things in Jesus' name, amen. Please bow with me. Dear Lord, you've blessed us richly uh, in this world as well as with the, our, the spiritual blessings. Father, we each give back a portion of that to you to help your kingdom grow. Father, we are we're thankful for what the money can do. We're thankful for a building that's warmer than it is outside. We're thankful for, for paid, uh, paid preachers that don't have to strive for uh, work at a, a full-time job and then try to, on the side, study the word, meditate on it, and bring a lesson to us that brings us closer to, to you. Father, we're, at, we're thankful for the utilities here. We're thankful for uh, the ability to reach others with the gospel, whether it's uh, the online services we do that reach several each week, or the, that we can help the missionaries who spread the word, like Campion McGuini, Ayrton, Agrippa, and Peter in Zimbabwe or Gary and Chris, the, the work that they do in the Florida prison ministries for lives that would otherwise be forgotten. We're thankful to be able to help Dennis in the work that's being done in um, Nicaragua. We're thankful to be with the, the Rosies and Molly. They've been successful in several countries, spreading the word and growing your church. We're thankful to be a part of that. These are places where each one of us may never go. We know that the funds can help that spread that word and grow the kingdom. Father, we're also asked for blessings on the kids at Mount Dora, the kids at Betacara. Help them to uh, find you, regardless of the situation they had in their life, 
That's something they can always hang on to. Father, we ask for your, your um, many blessings on the funds that are collected. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, mark the invitation song. This is going to be number 683, 683. Before Mike blends this lesson, we're going to sing them 528 together, 528. I know that my Redeemer lives. Let's stand and sing this one together. We'll sing the first, second, and fourth verse. We know that everything in the law was written for those who are under its power. The law says these things to stop anyone from making excuses and to let God show that the whole world is guilty. God does, doesn't accept people simply because they obey the law. No, indeed. All the law does is point out our sin. Good to see everybody. They braved the cold to come out. And I am so glad you're here. I'm gonna make my standard shameless plugs. But the first one 
is important. Uh, we're going to talk tonight about unity. And if, if you can come, remember it's our service where we take into account those who are in some way afraid of being here without a mask. So we have a mask service so that everybody who has complications in their normal bodies can come and feel good. If you can't get here because it's a little bit chilly outside, then, then we do have things we can do on the computer and just tune in there. But it's going to be really important, in my eyes at least. Wednesday night. Wednesday night is Galatians. <coughs> Uh, God's authority book. It's the one that says, this is the way to live. So we're going to look at that Wednesday night. And today, if you have your Bibles open to Romans 3, 9 through 20. Children's worship. Children's worship. If you have some children that want to go to the worship and back, we have classes for them back there. It wasn't on the slides. I didn't know what to do. It happened in Elizabethville, Pennsylvania. The police car looked at some driving that he didn't think was good, so he pulled them over and there was a young 16-year-old who had been driving. He gave him a breathalyzer, and sure enough, he had been drinking. So the policeman put him in the car, took him there, and called his parents. When they came in, those in the police station were shocked. Because they were Amish. And when they received the charge, sure enough, he had bad driving of the, the horse and carriage that Amish people in Elizabethville have. And that's why he was arrested. The policeman said, if he wasn't so much over the road, if he picked one side or the other, it would be great. Uh, they can travel on this side of the road, they can travel on that side of the road, but they can't travel in the middle. I got thinking about Romans. And Paul trying to get us to understand what Christianity is all about. And it reminded me of this story, so now you know what you're in for. When it comes to those people who are dealing with sin, there, there's good, there's the bad, there's the ugly. And sin has got a lot of bad news. Isaac, excellent reading. Excellent, my brother. It's good to have Kevin back up here. I hadn't, he's done great. Beginning in verse 9, what shall we conclude then? Are we any better? Not at all. We've already made the charge that Jews and Gentiles are all alike under sin. And I'll stop there. If you remember in chapter 1, 
It was the Gentiles' turn. And Paul lays out what the Gentiles had been involved in and what they had been doing in their sinful life. And then he turns to chapter 2. And in chapter 2, it's the Jews' turn. Even though they had some advantages, such as the law and sacrifice and all that, they still got into the sins. So he said, now in chapter 3, y'all are alike. As it is written, there's no one righteous, not even one. There's no one who understands. There's no one who seeks God. All have turned away. They have come, they have together become worthless. There is no one who does good. Not even one. Their throats are, an open, are open graves. Their tongues practice deceit. The poison of vipers is on their lips. Their mouths are full of cursing and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. Ruin and misery mark their ways. And the way of peace they do not know. There is no fear of God before their eyes. Now, though, now we know that whatever the law says, it says to those who are under the law, so that every mouth may be silenced, the whole world held accountable to God. Therefore, no one will be declared righteous in his sight by observing the law. Rather, through the law, we become conscious of sin. Will you pray with me, please? Father, this is one of those lessons that we, we so often overlook. And we miss what the sacrifice of Christ does for us. This morning, help us see. And I ask that you help me get out of the way that people can see you and your ways. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. That's the read we had. Verse 9. What shall we conclude then? Are we any better... Now he's speaking to the groups. The Jews could say, hey, we have the law. We've had the prophets. We have had the temple in Jerusalem where God himself comes down and sits on the mercy seat. We have had God look over us and, and give us the promised land. Nobody else can claim God gave them a land, but he gave us a land. We have been blessed over and over and over again. And now Paul says, you think you're better because of that? Not at all. We've already made the charge that Jews and Gentiles alike are under sin. We've already talked about that. Get off your high horse and look at reality. Now, we know that whatever the law says, it says to those under the law. So that every mouth may be silenced 
and the whole world held accountable to God. The Jews didn't have the, the righteousness it took. And because they didn't have the righteousness it took, just put them in with the Gentiles because there's not a person alive that on their own can stand before God. The word accountable, the original language, I kind of like going back to the original language once in a while, and this is one of my favorite places. It means that you are guilty. You are accountable. You are liable. It is you. God didn't cause this. You can't blame somebody else. It is you, your behavior, that's going to cause the punishment. Now, aren't you glad you got up and faced the cold and came today? That means we've got to reconsider some things. Some common beliefs that we have had for a long time that just don't fit. For instance, if I do some good things for God, God has got to do some good things for me. You ever around people? I go to church. I pray every day. I give some money on Sunday. I, 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 I care about people. I, and that therefore, God's going to come down. He's going to bless my life. He's going to make me have this happiness that's in there. Wait a minute. Do you remember the prophets? They come down, they do the will of God. Some of them are killed. Some are thrown in wells, mud deep, to their knees. They're imprisoned. They have a terrible life, and they're doing good things for God. Here's a second one. If I try to live a, a good life, God's going to take me to heaven. We even get to the point that we start comparing. Well, I'm better than that guy. Now, he's more worse sinner than I am. And then somebody else says, yeah, yeah, but do you know about this guy? I'm better than he is. And they can sit there and they pick people who are worse than them every time. And I guarantee if you look hard enough, you'll find somebody worse than you. You see, your goodness, he has already said, doesn't get you anywhere. You can't look at God and say, I am so good, you have to take me. Compared to another person, you might be good. Compared to God... If I'm a Christian and I do something wrong, I've got to make it right. How do you undo something? I get people all the time who come in and say, back in 1907, I picked further enough back that I think I missed everybody. I did. Now, how do I undo that? You can't undo that. 
You can't undo anything. Once done, it's done. And you want to put it on scales? You want to find something equal to the wrong you've done and, and make it all right? Now, I'm going to pick up my wife. I put William at the end of the pew. You fight if she's coming up here, okay, William? She forgets something when she goes shopping. And boy, she's mad at herself. You know what's never happened? That thing she forgot back there when she was shopping has never come to our house, rang the doorbell, and jumped inside so she feels better. It doesn't work that way. You can't undo it. You forgot it. Get it next time. But you can't undo it. If I go to church and live a good life, God will give me a bunch of good stuff and I will prosper and things will be great. You've seen this. There are preachers who come on and say, if you send me $1,000, I'll pray for you, and you'll get rich and fine. And I always wanted to ask them, what if I send you 10 What does a $10 prayer get you if $100 gets you this? That's not what God does. That's not it at all. So these things are breaking down, and God gives the reason. But there's a goal that Christianity has, and it does involve our God. As it is written, there is no one who understands. No one who seeks God. All who've turned away, they together have become worthless. There is no one who does good. Not even one. You know where the track of sin leads? Self-centeredness. Selfishness. Me first. If something gets in the way, I get mad at it. Listen to these things. Their throats are open graves. What's that mean? I had to look it up too. When these people speak, they can ruin your reputation. They can gossip about you, and they put you in place, and they just let you. Well, why? They look better if they can shoot you down. Their tongue practice deceit. Don't talk about truth to them. They don't know what truth is. If it doesn't, it, if it doesn't push them forward, they don't want to have truth. Now, I know it's hard because when I married Sue, I made her a promise that I would never lie to her. Have there been times I wanted to? Uh-huh but I've kept the pledge, and she hasn't killed me yet. Look at everybody saying, what a wonder. Nah, get the truth out. Put it out there between you all and work it out. But 
Don't tell the falsehood because it promotes you. The poison of their lips, their mouths are full of cursing and They don't look at what, what damage they do. They just do it. They're looking out for themselves, and if you get in their way, look out. Their feet are swift to shed blood. They don't care if they ruin you. Ruin and misery are their ways, and the peace, way of peace they do not know. They will fight to the end to get their way. There's no fear of God before their eyes. You see those people? Do you see the direction? They're selfish, self-centered, and they want to be in control of their own lives, and sometimes that means getting in control of the lives of other people. But they'll do it. So what has God asked us to do? God asks us to be like Jesus. Not on our good or bad, not on what we can achieve by living a certain life. He just wants you to be like Jesus. A new commandment I give you, this is Jesus. He's just washed the feet and he's explained it. Here's the new commandment that I give you. Love one another just as I have loved you. You also are to love one another. By this shall all men know you are my disciples if you have love for one another. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son in the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. God looks at sinful man, and he loves us so much, he sends his only son to come and die. That's what he asks us to do. Be like him. And this is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. That's Christianity. What can I do for you? How can I help? Let me love you even if it's one of those times that you just don't love yourself very much. Because that's what God does for us. The glory you have given me, I've given to them, that they may be one as we are one. 
I and you and you and me, so the world may know that you have sent me and loved them as you have loved me. You see, nobody's going to be declared righteous because of what you do. People who are righteous are there because they have a Savior who died for them and showed them the lives we're supposed to live. If you look at yourself and there's no love, let's talk. He died for you, so if you repent of your sins and you're baptized for the remission of sins, he'll give you the Holy Spirit, which helps you love like he did. Or maybe you've once done that and you're no longer living for him who died for you. If there's a way that we can help you find him, won't you come? Why together we stand and why we sing. I am chilly this morning. It's good to see everybody here, though. Good to see you turn out. Uh, if you didn't get a bulletin, please get one. There's a lot of information in there. There's a couple of items I'm going to touch on. Um, Gene Eggy, remember to keep him in your prayers. He was getting over the flu, and now his shingles has popped up. And so that it, at his age, at any age, that's tough. For, but that's tough. So keep Gene in your prayers. Rita Smith, um, some updates on her. Uh, she, you know, she's had her knee replaced and everything like that, and the the either the tibula or the fibula, I'm not sure which one of those bones, isn't healing right. And one of the options are to go in there and do more surgery, uh, which is, there's a better than 50% chance it'll work, but they're not sure. If not, they may have to amputate a leg from the knee down. So keep Rita in your prayers. Uh, tough times for her. Um, this Thursday, this week, on February 3rd, the Senior Adult Trip. If you haven't signed up, there's still time to sign up, right? Okay. So sign up if you want to go. They're going to go out to Black Point. 
It will be warmer later on this week, so you can go. Figured I'd make that plug. And on February the 13th, it's right after services, we'll be having a soup and salad fellowship. But if you note, it does say desserts are welcome to be brought as well. I'm going to put a plug in for that one. We'll be providing the uh, salad and we're providing the drinks, but please bring your favorite soup and dessert. I'm not going to plug for mine. It's creme brulee, but I don't think anybody will bring it. <clears throat> but it's good. And most of you, I imagine, have gotten a letter in the mail. Uh, Mike will be leaving the pulpit at the end of March, and will be searching on for a, a new full-time uh, minister to fill that particular position. Um, we're looking forward to that, um, but it's a, a process that... Uh, most of us have been through here uh, before a couple of times, at least a couple of times. I think I've been through it three times. And uh, it doesn't move fast. Probably doesn't move as fast as everybody wants to move, but uh, we're moving forward. Look forward to seeing you next week. Let's stand and sing number 709 together, 709, and then we'll be dismissing prayer. Today was 111. We had 111 people that went to bed last night, said they was going to come to church today. And when they got up, they didn't get afraid when they saw the, the when they saw the thermometer. So it's it's a beautiful thing. It's good it's good to have everyone here. Shall we pray? Our God and our Father, we're thankful for this day. We're thankful for this warm place that we have. We're we're thankful for the love that you show us and and everything that everything that you do for us. At this time, Father, we, we ask a special prayer for Brother Eggleston, I mean, Brother Eggy, and, and we ask a, a special prayer for, for the sister that's, that's having trouble with her legs. We ask you now to go with us and forgive us of our sins. In Christ's name we pray, amen. <laughs>